just some podcast media. Uh, the opinions expressed on Buried Pleasures are those of the host and the guests and do not represent any views of any organizations that we may volunteer for or be employed by. Listeners should be aware that there may, most likely, be profanity and discussions on topics that may require a little discretion. To another episode of Buried Pleasures. I'm Pollyanna Amazing, and I have a wonderful guest with me tonight. Her name is Sunshine Ryan, and we're going to talk a little bit about what it's like to be a mom and a tantrika, which is a pretty interesting uh, grouping, don't you think? <laughs> but before we get started, you can find me at buriedpleasures.com, Pleasure Pathways on Instagram and Facebook. And also, you can find me at Berry Pleasures on Twitter. Sunshine, tell me, where can they find you? <laughs> I'm your neighbor. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to be like one of those like neighbor, like the hot neighbor chick. Like um, okay, I think you probably have. <laughs> I'm pretty sure about that. Okay. <laughs> No one has ever told me, but um, you can find me at sunshineryan.com or uh, at Sunshine Ryan Tantra on Facebook and Instagram. Fantastic. I'm so happy to have you here tonight because you are one of my very favorite people. <laughs> <on the planet>. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Sunshine, let's talk about uh, how we met. How we Well... <laughs> We must have been doing wild things. No, we were at <laughs> a life-changing, transformational Tantra, authentic Tantra retreat. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And at that awesome, fantastic, and wonderful Tantra retreat, by uh, how, however we got to that spot, um, we were feeling it when we got there and mm. sunshine has been a really positive influence in my life since then. So sunshine, talk to me about who you are. <laughs> so I hate that question. I know you uh, do. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a setup, right? Like those three okay. words, like, because no matter what you say, people are going to judge you off of it. <laughs> okay. You know, we have to think about how many times in our lives we put on different hats. And I know yeah. you have several hats that you wear, just like I do. So yes. let's talk about it. Yeah. So I'm not one for labels, but 
to simplify all of our lives. <laughs> um, I am Sunshine Ryan. I am a biracial mother, um, woman, uh, spiritual person who is on the path of total sexual embodiment and sexual fulfillment. Um, and understanding the connection between pleasure and the identity of self and who I am. So I would say that I am a certified freak. No, I'm joking. <laughs> seven days a week, 24 hours, seven days a week. No, I am someone who is, I'm going to go with hot blooded just because I'm constantly turned on I'm constantly in this state of whew, like so good right and um and so that has brought me into becoming a certified sexologist and an authentic tantra practitioner and also the creator of Maya birthing and that's where I blended sexuality in in with natural pain-free birthing that's impressive because if you've not heard this show before, I am a, you know, I'm, I'm a nurse by trade mm -hmm. and Tantrika also now, but in my other reincarnation of this life, I have been an ER nurse and mm. all of the things that have to do with deliveries and that sort of thing of babies have not <laughs> been my favorite conversation only because <laughs> not, not that I'm not a mom. I am yeah. I'm the natural mother of three and I have one beautiful little stepson, but being a mom and a tantrika is a little bit difficult. So what have you been doing um, during the pandemic, Sunshine, as a mom, oh. as a tantrika? How do you balance these things? Because really, honestly, balance, life balance, that's what we're looking for. And it's really hard when you're always on that self-fulfilling you need to feel good and then you have these kids that come at you with like homework and things that really mm. they take the sexuality right out of you and make you the asexual <laughs> mom right mm -hmm. that's how it feels so how are you dealing how is that how's that going on for you yeah so that's a lot of question <laughs> <laughs> well let's just start with Let's start with sunshine as a mom and a tantrika. How do you find balance? Yeah, so the balance is between my passion, right? My, my identity and then being a mother. And so being the mother is kind of like the responsibility part portion. And, um, but I also have a responsibility to myself, right? Sure. And so... And so the way I really tap into still being a mom, but still doing what I want <laughs> is tapping into my passion and really letting that be my guide and letting that be my guide for myself, but also for my family. And so when I tap into what I am, I feel like I'm planting passion seeds like around my house, right? And so sometimes if you don't water the passion seeds, they're not gonna grow, right? So I have started to include my, my family and my children into my passion. Like I don't keep it separate from them. We talk openly in the house about what's going on. If I have to do something that is with work, then I say, oh, I at this time, this is going to happen and I need you to not disrupt me. And then <laughs> after that, we're going to spend some time together, like watching a funny movie or doing something like that so that the time is balanced. And so I feel that my needs are being met. And I also feel like the family's needs are being met. However, 
during COVID, <laughs> this gets a little crazy. Um, and it has been hard. I, I had to shut down one business and then, you know, start a new business and, and do all of these um, fluctuations. And I had to move us across the country and, you know, just a lot of stuff was happening. And so how do I maintain? <laughs> how, do you ma- how do you maintain sunshine? <laughs> A lot of baths, <laughs> but also making the time to connect with myself and doing like my pleasure practice and trying to incorporate pleasure into my day, even if it's not sexual pleasure, like just pleasure, emotional pleasure and pleasure, like family pleasure. Can that be a category? I think it can. Like. <laughs> because right I think you can so like if 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 I'm happy and I'm fulfilled and I feel satisfied so does my whole family gotcha gotcha yeah and statistically I was reading one in five children are in the United States today are being raised by a mother that's you know no male uh influence whatsoever by a single mom and I was a single mom for a little while but I have always not been single as well. So I have had some pretty amazing people that helped influence me in that journey. Also, um, like my mom, God love her heart, my little mom. She always told us that we should be strong regardless and that we should have a male partner, not a prison guard. So that was always one that rang with me very well. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I always like, I don't want to gush on you right now, but I always admire how well I feel, you know, I'm watching you, you're working, like we really, Sunshine, let me just tell you, Sunshine <laughs> on retreat in 30 days and they're bomb and awesome. And he has time to work and go to school and be this awesome mom and do her tantrika stuff. And also, you know, she's, she's there getting baths every day (laughs) for that, for yourself. So I'm always so impressed with how you do that because you don't just have one kid or two kids. You have five children, count them five four of which are the most handsome boys ever in the world. The other one is just the most beautiful little girl ever. Um, Her kids are amazing people. And I often wonder, you know, how the hell do you do it? You're awesome. So keep talking. (laughs) Yeah, I do do a lot, but my vision for myself and for my family is big. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I replay that vision. And so you have to get really good at delegating time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I wake up early, right? I wake up early. I spend that time with myself. I do my homework. And then when the kids are awake, we do kid homework and whatever they need to get done. And then as the evening progresses, then I go and do homework so that can get done. And then whatever else we have on top of that, right? Because we're still running a business. So I am always going and I, and I like to take naps, (laughs) like power nap, boom, you know, you take power nap and then you can keep going because you have to just keep going. But my vision for myself, um, I plan to become a midwife in the next maybe six years and, um, travel the world and study sexuality and study the, the deliveries and like just all of this. And so that's my passion, right? So I have to keep feeding it like 
any way possible. And so I'm just really driven. However, um, I, <laughs> I was married for a really long time. I was married for 17 years. And when I decided to leave my husband, that was crazy. <laughs> Like, how many women do you know are like, you know what? I think I'm going to leave with the five kids. <laughs> this is a great idea. Like, <laughs> no, it's not. It wasn't a great idea. And I've struggled and I've struggled a lot. And so I have to work my ass off in order to survive and, and in order to become an independent person because I was never an independent person before that. Well, I, you say that you weren't, but I also believe that you were pretty independent. So let's run over the list of jobs you've had in the past. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like to get keep things interesting. <laughs> so um, to get my way through massage school, I was a janitor and I cleaned all the bathrooms. Um, I was a cocktail waitress. Uh, massage therapist, um, barista. <laughs> DJ in there somewhere. DJ. Actually, my first job was a DJ until the age of 24. Yeah. So yeah. you're the get shit done girl. That's what you I are. I am the get shit done. Like yeah. I usually have three or four jobs going at a time. Same, same with me until I went to that Tantra retreat and I was enlightened in the fact that there are a lot of people out there that just have one job and they make that job part of taking care of themselves. And as a nurse, as an ER nurse, you don't necessarily, that's not your key main thing that you're trying to take care of because your thought is always, let's take care of everybody else. Right. Right. So um, I think it's awesome that you have had this capability to have all of these different uh, vocations and yet you're still building on that you're still moving you're still moving forward you're still going and what a great thing for your kids to see you know like yeah I think it's important. really important for the kids mm-hmm. to see that and and actually like having the fun jobs like I think being a barista is fun and I think being a cocktail waitress at a nightclub is fun and to me in my head it was like I would rather work at the nightclub and go home with the tips than <laughs> than to be the one that was just going out and spending money. So in my head, it worked out great. You know, I went home. It was in the nighttime. It worked for social reasons. I got to flirt and be really sexy. And like that was so fulfilling for me. But it was also work. And I also was still providing for the family at the same time. So like things like that in my head, they make complete sense. <laughs> To others, it might sound crazy. To me, no. I'm just getting where I fit in, right? That is so right. So let me ask you this. On on the, the occasion that you may or may not have met someone at any of these places, mm-hmm. how do you adjust? Like a lot of ladies out there that are single or, or you know, have the capability to invite people over. You can't necessarily invite people over. So creativity also plays into relationships when you have, uh, you know, kids at home. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I do not bring anybody to my house. My house is off limits. Um, I don't bring people in and out of my house. No, this is different for everybody. This is just my rules that I have. (laughs) So if I'm going to go with somebody, you know, they need to have their own place. They need to... (laughs) <laughs> not live in a dorm room. No, um, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> the 
roommate? <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, how many roommates you got? Like, part of my questioning is, do you live by yourself? <laughs> Which is a little daunting in the Seattle area. Do you have your own place? Like these are things. And then also you have to get really creative, like um, way too much information. But one time a lover didn't have space. And so we actually snuck back into where he worked, which was one of the skyscrapers in Seattle. And it was amazing. So, hey, you know. Opportunity <laughs> knocks, you gotta yeah. answer, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. But nothing sketchy. I don't do sketchy stuff. So so when I do go back with someone, someone that I know and that I've met several times, and it's not like these one wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, I don't really roll like that too much anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel really comfortable and really safe when I do go home with somebody. Yeah, I've actually made you let me share your location. I remember. <laughs> yeah. To think back, like when I used to go home with just whoever, cause it was fun. Uh, <laughs> me and my girlfriends, I used to send like pictures of license plates and like try to get a picture of their ID and like the address where I was like, just so people knew where I was, but I don't really, I don't really do that anymore. It's okay. But that's smart tips for people who are in that situation. I think. Oh yeah, definitely. As a female, you have to protect yourself and yeah. there's no reason why you can't go out and have fun. Right. And turning the, um, the tracer on your phone, not the tracer. What is it called? Just so like, send it, like I, I remember sending it to you once for, yeah. for another reason, but that way someone knows where you are and they know when you left and they know where you arrived. And I think, single women and especially single moms somebody needs to know where you are yeah absolutely and there's no reason why you have to feel guilty about no. going out as a mom because there is a need for socialization i mean it's great to be around your kids 24 hours yes. said nobody it. ever <laughs> i no. love it <laughs> um yeah i, I really love it it's awesome it's, it's awesome in that you know, the closeness that you have with your kids is immeasurable, right? And then whenever it comes time to discussing interesting and difficult topics that your kids may have with that relationship, maybe they're going to open up to you a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Have you had discussions with your kids about sexual intimacy yeah and and just me in general right like first before I started having more open discussions about sexual intimacy Mm -hmm. I had to reveal who I was and that is such a huge thing for a mom to do because I don't I don't remember my mom being like oh this is me this is how I grew up or Mm -hmm. my dad being like this is how I grew up and I just remember one day thinking to myself I have to stop keeping secrets right and I had to tell the kids my background and why sometimes I flip out. <laughs> Damn, Gina. No, like, what? <laughs> like, but really like, like that way they still start to see you. Yes, your mom, but they see you as a human. And so it kind of puts you on a more even ground, right? Cause now they know I made mistakes. I experienced trauma. I have these triggers. Now, you know what they are. Now, you know why sometimes maybe, you know, especially new moms, they're still working through stuff. And so maybe they have like spouts of depression or spouts of like times where they like pull away. Right. And then you don't express it to your children. So they don't understand right. why, why you're doing that. And so it was very important for me to open that door mm-hmm. 
And then, and then, you know what, that stuff stopped happening because, because I became so honest with them Mm -hmm. that I didn't have to hide it anymore. And so then when it came up over time, I was just like, oh, I'm feeling triggered because of this is triggering this because of this. Remember, I I was talking to you about it, which (laughs) opened the door for more sexual conversations. Right. So I am a certified sexologist and I have (laughs) giant penis models in my house. Right. Like. (laughs) (laughs) And so the kids are like, what is that? Like. I remember opening the box and I was like, oh, I don't know if you want to open that box. And they're like, why? And I was like, um, it has a giant cock and a giant pussy model. <laughs> and they, But now they're getting more used to it. Like just those words, hearing mm-hmm. those words right. and just having these conversations more often. Like they don't tell me everything, but they know that they can if they want to. Right. And that's the best thing, I think, uh, in my instance with my children, because my old, my daughters are 17 and 15 and Mm -hmm. the ability for me to be able to talk to them about sexuality and who they are and finding out what makes them, you know, what makes them tick, what, what things make them happy, what gives them pleasure is mm-hmm. exciting for my son. It was not so exciting. He was like, "No, mom, <laughs> that's gross." Bring those models out. Um, and then all his friends would be like, "Yes, mom, please bring those models out." So, yeah, yeah, for sure. So it does. It's kind of cool whenever you sit down and you're just watching TV in the evening, whatever, relaxing, and your daughter asks you questions that are pertinent mm-hmm. to what's going on in the world and and social media things and you know, all of the things that their friends tell them versus what's really true because mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes right. it's not exactly it. So what have you thought, right. what have you found about that? Have you found that your kids are asking you questions about what other children are asking or telling? I really like the, um, <laughs> again, too much information, okay. but I really like the, um, <laughs> mom, my balls are swollen, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, I love that because that means they're comfortable enough to be like, oh, something's wrong because, because <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are not comfortable saying stuff like that, right? Correct. Yeah. Like, oh, I, like it. Oh, it burns when I'm going to the bathroom. Like, mm-hmm. that's good information for me. Like, like what are you doing? <laughs> How do we fix it? Right. Like, so, but that's so important. If they can say that to me out loud, like, then that means that they're in their bodies mm-hmm. and that they're willing to be vulnerable, which I think is really important for later in life when they do have relationships. Now, social media is terrible. <laughs> So do you want to go into why social media is terrible for you right now? Or do you want to save that? Let's, let's save it. But I will add just a little bit. My kids will come and talk to me about stuff they see on social media. Yeah. And I'm real quick to be like, that's a lie. (laughs) Yeah. Like, let's look it up. Let's get some facts in here. Like, this is stupid. Like, that woman's made out of plastic. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. But, like, <laughs> like you know, like, stuff, like, yeah. let's be real a little bit. Well, and you have an interesting situation since four of your five are, are boys. Mm-hmm. And making them understand as a male-bodied human how females work and the intricacies of that 
is also a lot of weight on a mom's shoulders. How are you handling that? Yeah, that's a really powerful question. And this is a very potent question to a lot of moms and a lot of young men. Um, I didn't know what the hell I was doing at first. <laughs> I was terrible. Um, and mind you, my first, my firstborn, um, I was coming out of an abusive relationship. So I was really in a bad place. So the only thing I wanted to teach him was not to hit women, right? This is where it started. Mm-hmm. Um, don't hit women, be respectful. Um, and just, <laughs> just to be present, right? So he's, he's a really good, really good kid. And he's really present. Now, um, I do find myself struggling, trying to teach them everything. So I'm, I'm very disciplined, but not, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? You're not punitive. You no, and I, I demand respect from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <seen> so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So they know not to get out of hand. And if they do get out of hand, then we're going to talk about it exactly at the point it happens. Gotcha. And so, not let it sit. And no, sit. no, yeah. not at all. Like mm-hmm. as soon as it happens, I'm like, wait, what did you, what, what did you just do? We need to talk about that. That's not okay. I don't appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And so that, but they are very good at reading me. <laughs> So this is something, you know, being, being one, a single parent, and then having all boys in the house, I have mood swings, right? I'm female. <laughs> I follow the moon, the tides, whatever, right? <laughs> what? It's 12 o'clock, my mood changed, like for real, right? Like, it's like <laughs> but they have learned to watch me very carefully and so that has made them very present so they know when they should kind of stand back a little bit and they know when i'm being really funny and they know when i'm sad and they even know if i change my music around the house what mood i'm in Mm -hmm. so they're very very aware of how i'm feeling and you're setting them up for positive relationships in their lives later. Oh yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's amazing. And you know, just watching my own son and his girlfriend, and you know, they have she has a little boy. I swear to you, there's nothing that makes my heart sing more than to see my little my little boy with another boy and taking care so and seeing how generous and loving and caring he can honestly be that's that's pretty good but as far as mom hats go Mm -hmm. and barista hats (laughs) and uh maya birthing class hats where do you where do you fit in the time for all of the practices that you need to for you I know we talked about that, but different hats, different times. Like, again, Sunshine's discussed how, you know, we have models that lay around the house. <laughs> they don't just lay out all the time. But, you know, when it's time to teach a class, we have penis and vagina models everywhere. And, plugs. Yeah. <laughs> all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Whatever you want to talk about, we have these things. And, you know, shock value for a kid is really like, oh. Well, see. So whenever, let's take for instance, when one of the kids has a friend over, we don't necessarily discuss those things unless it's a topic that, you know, if my daughter says, hey, such and such is 
parents say it's okay if you talk mm -hmm. about it in front mm -hmm. of them because I make it clear with mm -hmm. my children that I will not discuss topics that other parents might find um, right. not you know they that they Offensive. don't like that they don't want to tell talk to their kids right. about because I'm not that person I don't and that's to, not I my place exactly <laughs> yeah I feel like I need to be the educator for everybody, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and if you ask me watch out because it's right. happening <laughs> exactly yes yes it's totally happening yeah so I think I think you were trying to get to how do we keep our tantra practice alive That's our it. pleasure practice alive mm -hmm. when you're doing 15 billion things <laughs> exactly right That's exactly what I'm trying to get at yeah and so it is hard right and and so for me it's better for me to just take little tidbits right and to power, I call it powering up my source or <laughs> turning it on. But, <laughs> but I got to get it done quicker, right? Like I don't have this long amounts of time. So I'm pretty good at doing things quickly. Um, and if I'm, I usually go to bed before the kids bed. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Wink. Wink. Oh. <laughs> so tired. Oh, right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seven thirty. Mom's going to bed now. <laughs> yeah. Are those are those power naps? Are they really mm -hmm. power naps? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are. Okay. Every yeah. time, every Wednesday is new battery Wednesday. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, or even like, oh, oh, it's bath time. Okay. So I give myself like the best bath in the freaking world. Right. So these are how I'm constantly staying up to date. Right. I also, um, take courses, right? So mm -hmm. I'm always looking for new courses to take and I like to indulge. And so that is an act of self-love because mm -hmm. I want to grow my mind. I want to grow my practice. I want to grow my embodiment into sexuality. So, um, so I usually look for like year long programs or like pretty lengthy programs that meet every so often, like either once a week or once a month for a weekend or what have you. And that really helps, um, me feel like I'm still doing something. And then we have, and then we have each other, right? Like we know great people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so we have, we have a group that we can talk to each other in. We can call each other on the phone. We can ask each other questions. We have Tantra um, sessions where we do Tantra together. You know, all of these things are keeping me going. That's right. And let me ask you this. When you hear, how do you keep your Tantra together? Do you necessarily go straight for sexual activity? No, not at all. And, and even when you say, how do you keep your Tantra together? That's like, it's so embedded into who I am. Yeah. Like, like I wake up and it's like, oh, it's like, it's it like turns on with my mind, right? Like, how can I make this day more pleasurable? And that doesn't mean how do I sexually, because one, I'm celibate right now. So if that's a shocker to anybody, <laughs> magic fingers. No. <laughs> they each have an element. We're not going to discuss that yet. Keep going. <laughs> but how do I bring more pleasure into my day? Or if I wake up and I'm feeling like, oh, I'm not, I'm not feeling good. Like, oh, how do I power that up? Right. 
so that I'm balanced within my body. Do I need to take some breaths? Do I need to do some fire element meditation? Do I need to do some yoni yoga? Do I need to do some like power pumps? Like what do I need to do <laughs> right now in this power pumps? You like that? <laughs> do I need to change my clothes so that I feel better about myself? Like that, you don't think about how important that little thing is. Mm-hmm. Getting dressed, washing your face, combing your hair putting on something that makes you feel good that that's tantra to me like that hey by the way guys that's what tantra really is so for all those (laughs) folks out there who are messaging me for hand jobs um, tantra is not just that tantra is not all sexuality there is a huge sexual component but the it's a pleasure practice more than anything and it's the embodiment of that feeling that really is the antithesis of tantra so Mm -hmm. you know it's funny the reason why i keep asking you so how do you keep your tantra going is just that fact it's not just sexual practice it's making yourself feel better whatever your day's like i go to clinic in the morning sometimes and my (laughs) tantra my pleasure practice is to sing like a crazy fool all the way there because I'm engaging my vagus nerve to relax my body so that I don't get stuck in that loop, that negative feedback loop of, oh my God, I don't want to be here today. I don't want to do this. I want to do so many other things. It's so much easier to talk to people on a podcast than it is to talk to them about their health care. So <laughs> it's a little bit, I don't have anybody interrupting me here <laughs> like I do there. Anyway, not, not that I don't enjoy it. I do enjoy going in and, and, you know, taking care of people and that sort of thing. But I also enjoy being open and honest with myself, which I think you touched on that a little bit before when you fall into a tantric practice, Mm -hmm. you really have to be there. You have to be in that moment. And I know we use that term, you know, that, that grouping of words, over and over again. You have to be in the moment. What does that even mean? Being in the moment isn't me sitting here talking to you thinking about work because that's not Mm -hmm. what I'm doing. Mm -mm. It's me sitting here feeling every bit of my body sitting in this chair. My heart is connected to your heart during this conversation because we have that intimacy about each other Mm -hmm. because we are such good friends, but also there is that time whenever you need to really focus on you. And it's very hard and, and, and it's not necessarily acceptable to always be quote unquote selfish. How do you feel about people calling that selfish? Um, I think those people don't spend enough time on themselves. <laughs> <laughs> really, honestly, you've all been taught to give and give and give and give. And, yeah. and this, you know, think about this crisis with COVID right now. I think the last time I looked, 20% of hospitals are um, without enough staff to, you know, to run the hospital. Think about that. Nurses and, you know, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. So how do we, how do we do, how do we take care of ourselves? I'm trying. What do we do? Yeah, and I love that question. And I always go back to the, to the, um, oxygen masks that fall from in the airplane because it's such a great example right you always have to put on your mask first Mm -hmm. so that you're breathing (laughs) so that you can help the people next to you so if you can't help yourself 
no one around you is going to be is going to get that help. And so I, re I remember even when I was depressed mom, I was a depressed mom, right? Yeah. And I remember that I'm now my kids tell me you remember when you used to cry all the time? Oh, like, <laughs> that's so terrible. <laughs> like, do you remember? Do you remember when even my my son said, do you remember when you used to be mean all the time? Like, like really think about that like that means that i was doing no self-care at all right and that i was just moody and miserable because i i was there was no passion running through my through my blood through my body and so i feel like the best way to take care of yourself is just to be aware that you have needs mm -hmm. <laughs> and then to know what they are <laughs> right so so i feel like being a very strong mom or woman or just someone uh single mom what have you she knows what she wants she knows what she needs and she knows how she's feeling mm -hmm. and i think that's a really great starter point so right. i a lot of moms don't know how they feel mm -hmm. they don't know what they want and they don't know what they need gotcha. And then you're trying to take care of kids. Yeah. How can you take care of kids if you don't even know your own needs? Correct. Mm-hmm. So, so how can we help people to do that? Awareness. I always <laughs> say awareness. So how do we create awareness, right? We're like, sunshine, I'm aware. <laughs> Good for you. No, make a journal, right? And always start back. to become aware of maybe your patterns or maybe at every day at five o'clock I start to cry right like maybe it's because you're tired like just writing down <laughs> patterns or little things that you think about and then starting to find pleasure mm -hmm. and so writing a journal for that right yeah. like oh I felt really pleasurable today when I had time to sip my coffee in the morning and it was like really silky and hot and mm -hmm. wonderful. And my mug was warm and the sun was shining through my window and the kids were still sleeping. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm <laughs> over here going, oh, I have white coffee, but it sounds really <laughs> Like that's a moment of pleasure. So I write that down, right? And so then I want to keep that in my head. Oh, that felt really good when I did that the other day. So maybe I'm going to try to re recreate that again in my life. Gotcha. gotcha. So recreating is what I call creating rituals. Mm -hmm. So break the habit, break mm -hmm. the hat, break the, break the pattern, break the tendency, mm -hmm. create rituals. Mm -hmm. I like it. So what would you say to a mom who's, you know, maybe brand new mom, maybe new baby, doesn't have time to breathe on her own. What would you suggest? If she couldn't write things down, what would you suggest that she would do to kind of, you know, figure out what the heck she can do for herself? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I, oh, I'm going to say breastfeeding is very pleasurable. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not at first. <laughs> if anybody out there is listening, and I would kick sunshine if she was a <laughs> Because it's not pleasurable at first, for sure. <laughs> ow. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. But it gets better, right? Yes, it but, does. So, so, you know, the saying, always sleep with when the baby sleeps, right? <laughs> so maybe one of those times when the baby sleeps, 
go ahead and masturbate. <laughs> you see my face? No. <laughs> my wings so big that the sun could not. That's how big her smile is. You're like, I'm too tired. No, you're not. Like, <laughs> so, so let's think about this, right? So, what is masturbation going to do for us? makes us happy. It makes us happy. (laughs) Yeah. And why? Because it's helping to release the oxytocin, right? And you're getting that feel good vibe through your body. It makes you feel happier. Mm -hmm. If you're suffering from postpartum depression, do a little masturbation. Boom. You just shot yourself up with some happiness. And the same with <laughs> breastfeeding, because you get that same stimulation right. and oxytocin. It makes total sense. One of the things that I tell moms in my mm-hmm. practice, what I do is, you know, that that five seconds of time that you get in between the time you sneak out of bed, out from under <laughs> the baby's arm, and you're mm-hmm. whistling as quiet as you can. When you're sitting on the toilet, do mm-hmm. your 10 breaths. That's it. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking yeah. about where you are. You just peed. So that feels good. <laughs> so mm-hmm. sit there and breathe for a few minutes and don't think about having to go back to the baby immediately or having to get up and, and do anything for that matter. That mm-hmm. is your few minutes that you can actually have to yourself. And it's not a whole lot of time by any mm-hmm. means. But when you're in that new mom situation, sometimes that is, that's, is better than nothing for sure. And using your phone, everybody's on their phone on social media, you know, get, use your um, notepad on your phone, uh, email yourself, whatever your ideas are about how you can, how you're feeling or, or how, you know, if you're feeling good that day, what were you doing? If you're feeling yucky that day, what, what happened? And, you know, Again, this goes for partnered moms. If you have a partner and you're feeling like you need some time, then you have that person to ask Mm. if you have that. Sometimes you just don't. As single moms, we've known that, yes. And it makes you a crazy person sometimes. You know, you feel like you're labeling yourself as this crazy person because you don't know what's up and what's down and this kid's crying constantly. But there's light at the end of the tunnel. Go ahead. Yeah. And I would love to add in, you know, don't judge yourself like this, like becoming a mom is huge change. Mm -hmm. And so it's really nice to just sit back and embrace your changes and to not be like, oh, I didn't do the laundry today. Like the laundry can wait. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like serious, like you should be masturbating before you're doing the laundry. Like this, this is where my mind is. Um, Yes, (laughs) but and and I I hate social media right now, and I feel like it's putting a lot of pressure on new moms. Mm -hmm. Like coming back quick, I'm back. It's eight weeks. Bam, I'm good. No, No. (laughs) like like, no, you no, that doesn't have to be you, and and you should not be judging yourself off other people. Like you need to take your time. You need to deal with you. It's a massive life change. You might be processing old things. A delivery might make you triggered. Like you never, you don't know what's going to happen. That is a a time of change. (laughs) You just went from being a single person 
to a mom. Like that's crazy. Like that, that in itself is so huge right? that you need to separate yourself from the judgment, from this little negative talk. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, I don't have time to listen to you right now. Everybody has something to say at that point in time, don't they? Oh yeah. That's why we're all it's as moms, we're sailing in uncharted waters. That's exactly yes. what we are doing. Yes. And I always, I love, um, a mom's group. Mm-hmm. And I love a support group. So if you can find a mom's club, I was a part of mom's club international. If you can find one of those, do it. <laughs> if not, like if you go to a church, find a support group. If you can't just find people that you can surround yourself with. So when you have a question, when you have a breakdown, they already went through it yeah. or they're going through it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then you start going, Oh, I'm not crazy they all go through this. (laughs) And that's one of the things you were saying, just like when you wake up and you're not feeling so great and you're, you're putting yourself into a new outfit or another outfit or something mm -hmm. that makes you feel good. You're surrounding yourself with people that are, you know, safe for you that will help you and Mm -hmm. not make you feel, not drag you down. Like the feeling of people chattering and telling you what to do all the time. Mm -hmm. And I love just a really cute breastfeeding uh, nighty to wear around the house. Mm -hmm. Like that makes me feel good. I feel still feel kind of sexy. Like you don't have to give up your sexiness because you're a mom. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Now, you know, I haven't had a baby for a long time. So Mm -hmm. back in the day, like when I had my son 24 years ago, there were no cute anything for anyone. And there were no, you know, there were some groups out there years ago. I believe you. I still believe you. It it was tough. It was really tough. So I, I, you know, I really relied on my mom at that time, honestly, Mm -hmm. more than anybody because I had horrible postpartum depression and I grew up in an area to which you're a mom and you do what moms do. And that Mm -hmm. means you give up any kind of social life whatsoever mm. to be that mm-hmm. good wife that stays at home with her good Christian husband. Mm-hmm. who's not necessarily always that mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's finding. And, and I am so um, I'm so thrilled to see how things have changed and I'm so excited to go through that journey with my, with my girls. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds really crazy. I don't hope that my girls get pregnant anytime soon. Just let me throw that <laughs> <Me> out. <either>. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little ways to go, but that's something I really am looking forward to is just seeing, you know, seeing how well or how not well that they, they have taken all the things that I've taught them and turn it into something that they create on their own. And I, I, I'm excited about that. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. And something's popping into my mind about masturbation, masturbation after postpartum. And, um, this doesn't have to look like anything radical, (laughs) right? Like, like it can be really gentle, just a hand over the yoni or just, you know, just simple touching, especially like how you delivered Mm -hmm. and maybe you need some healing work, like start your own healing work, like start that own transformation, start that own process of connecting again with your yoni and your heart and your belly and your mind, like all of these things, like reestablish that, that, uh, energy channel that flows through your body. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. So while we're talking about that, let's talk about birthing. 
the mm-hmm. Maya birthing process mm. and being a mom and watching other moms and being able to teach moms. I'm so excited about this. Go, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, my background is a doula. I was a doula for about seven years, eight years, and I taught hypnobirthing, right? Which was amazing. Uh, hypnobirthing, you use your breath to calm down your body and you actually take yourself into a place of self-hypnosis. Nice. And so within the self-hypnosis, you rewrite the pain receptor, not rewriting the pain receptors, but in your mind, you turn the pain into just a sensation. Mm-hmm. And so when you're going through the labor process, you're allowed to open Mm -hmm. and opening your body and relaxing your body allows the baby to come out much more easier and gently. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so your vagina opens, everything opens. It's this wonderful thing. And of course you still feel sensation, but it doesn't necessarily have to be pain. And so in my mind, I was like, okay, but I want a little more soul in this. (laughs) I was like, that's great. (laughs) Self-hip knows me, but can I play my music? Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, can I, can I listen to some soul? Like, really? Like, I was like, okay, so so I I I love sex, right? And I was like, okay, how how do you get the baby in there? I know. You're doing tricks, right? You're doing tricks, and he was like, (laughs) (laughs) So then take that, take that moment of creation and bring it into your birth. Mm -hmm. And so we want to be able to move our hips and we want to be able to move our bodies and we want to be open and we want to be able to open, just like in Tantra. Right. So in Tantra, the more we open, the more pleasure we can feel and receive and explore and do all of this amazing stuff, right? But we have to be open. So what does that mean? That means that we need to look at our fears. Mm -hmm. That means we need to do our work Mm -hmm. on our blockages. That means we need to figure out what's what's keeping us tight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's keeping us from not wanting to open for the flow of creation. And so in Maya birthing, I take everything that I learned from Tantra Mm -hmm. and I take everything that I learned from hypnobirthing and I throw some music in it. (laughs) 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 And basically we're having these amazing, soulful, blissful births where we are, I don't want to say numbing, but where we are turning down the pain sensation and we are turning up the pleasure and the creation and the openness sensation. That's fantastic, Sunshine. That sounds—I would say I would love to have another baby and try that, but that would be not true. So <laughs> I'm almost done over here. These kids are grown. I don't need that. <laughs> but for my daughters, I think that that would be a great option. I, you know, I really think that what you are doing with this education piece for birthing is, you know, it's, it's not necessarily revolutionizing birthing, but it is, it's giving other people a way to use their own creativity Mm -hmm. to make their own birth the way they want to make it, not just sterile hospital up in stirrups for the doctor's sake, Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. you know, 
there's no epidurals needed. There's no, you know, you could do this in a natural way. And I think that that's fantastic. And again, needed for people who want that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it falls back on Tantra, obviously, always. (laughs) (laughs) But we always say in Tantra, you know, orgasm is your birthright. But if you want to have a child, if, because that's also a choice, um, birthing pain-free is also your birthright. And so the stories, the history of birthing has this really bad connotation. Mm -hmm. And we are so fearful as a society that we take away from the pleasure of it. But think about what you're doing. You are bringing life into the world. That should be a pleasurable experience. And so what it does is it teaches women to trust in their innate abilities mm-hmm. and to use your strengths, right? right? And so that's the same thing as Tantra. Like they're so <laughs> in a read, like you want to have amazing life, life mind blowing orgasms. Well, then you have to trust in yourself. Right. And you have to, you know, you really have to be embodied. You do. You definitely. Even all your flaws, like everything, like you (laughs) have to just like be it. Like this is me, sunshine. I'm a mess, right? Yeah. But I love being sunshine. (laughs) I love you being sunshine. (laughs) It's really a lot of fun, honestly, to have sunshine as a tonka friend and friend all together. Just so you all know, um, she's not just this fun on the on on the pod. <laughs> also, another really cool point about delivering your child like this is that you guys are are creating that bond, that really potent bond, very early, and your child actually doesn't cry as much or as loud. <laughs> And you got, and then your stress hormone is really low. So you're not passing that on to the child. Mm -hmm. So the child is born with more strength Mm -hmm. because it's not going for survival. It's going for smarts, right? Yeah. That's Mm. interesting. Yeah. So many tidbits of information. So many tidbits. I could go on forever. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. Um, I do have a couple more suggestions. Um, Setting yourself up for a pleasure date. Mm -hmm. You can bring baby along, Mm -hmm. you know, especially if it's a newborn, just put that baby in that little baby pouch (laughs) and get to trekking, right? Like I carried my kids around forever for, for a long time I was either pregnant or breastfeeding or carrying a baby for at least 15 years of my life goodness right (laughs) that's a lot but we went places right we went to the beach we went hiking I just put them in my backpack I don't believe in strollers um, because I like the connection I like the heart to heart Mm -hmm. Um, and so doing a pleasure day, even if it is just you and baby, like, okay, I'm going to, on this day, I'm going to go to the forest. We're going to go on a walk. I'm going to breastfeed next to the lake, blah, 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 blah. Right. And yeah. And, um, and using the downtime, I'm going to say it again to create pleasure in your life. So yes, of course, take a nap, do all of these things, but also incorporate a way to create pleasure day to day. Awesome. And I want to go back to what you were saying back um, about 
dressing for a good day, making yourself feel better, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know as, as a mom, as a mom, mm-hmm. if you ever have those days when you just were like, nope, I can't make myself feel better. And what did you do about it? If you had those? Mm, I go to sleep. <laughs> usually, <laughs> usually that means I'm tired. Um, <laughs> but you know, every day I don't have to dress up, but I don't let myself go very many days without getting dressed. Gotcha. Because I feel like that adds to say you're going through a depression mm-hmm. or you're processing something and you're going through it. And then you're like, I'm not going to get dressed. I feel like that starts to make it even worse. Yeah. And so I will get myself cleaned up. <laughs> I, I learned that from my dad because he hated when we sat around the house and didn't get dressed. Right. So yeah. even if it's even if it's an all sweatsuit, right, like yeah. at least this is how I look at it. As long as it's clean <laughs> and it fits OK and it makes me feel OK, then I'm good. That's important. Yeah. Now getting dressed now I moved to this little town in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you really don't have to get too dressed up, do you? <laughs> there is no reason to get dressed at all, ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's in the desert. Gotcha. It's dirt outside. There ain't nobody to impress. Mm-hmm. But that's not why I get dressed. I get dressed for me. Smart. Because it makes me feel better. I like it. That's it. Bottom line. And do you think that now that you've gotten older, you've had these kids, you've had some experiences in life. Let me you- correct you. I haven't gotten any older. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 <I'm> 18. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> do you think that surrounding yourself with amazing people, making yourself really do the work has brought you to where you are today? Yes and no. Um, yeah, I, Oh, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, I had to get rid of a lot of people. Yeah. Yes. And I had to go through a lot of heartbreak to be able to even get to the point where I could surround myself with good people because I didn't know what good people looked like, felt like, sounded like, (laughs) I, I didn't know that. And yeah. so um, I had to get my heart broken several, a lot of times. Yeah. And to the point where, where I was completely broken and I went, oh my God, I have to change. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was asking myself, what does healthy relationships look like? Mm-hmm. And then how do I create them? And then finding people in my life that were better than me. <laughs> and then finding people, I'm so serious. And then, and then finding people in my life that were more educated than me. And then going, okay, saying to myself, okay, they're not really better than me. <laughs> they're not. They just made better choices than I did. Or perhaps maybe a little better opportunity. Or maybe they had better opportunities. Yes, that is all that is correct also. But um, and then being able to surround myself with people that are really supportive, then they're also supportive of me needing a break. 
which sounds really funny, right? Like, like, why would people say that? But I'm a type of person that needs my space, right? And so if people <laughs> don't understand that someone needs a break, they get very offended. Oh, yeah. So finding people that I could be like, hey, I'm here. It's great. And now I need a break. And they're like, okay, sunshine. <laughs> are you are you making my face? <laughs> That's so crazy. Like, that felt so great to me. Yeah. Like, like, because you mean I could still call you after my break? Yeah. And they'd be like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Wait, you're not going anywhere? Nope, I'm here all like, day. like that was such a big deal to me because most people were like oh you're so rude I'm not ever gonna talk to you again blah 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 and I'm just like whoa I need a space so so yes so that was my answer to that right well coming (laughs) coming out of the um awesome gourmet sex a taste of tantra retreat Mm. it's really fun just so you guys know to work with groups of tantricas who know when it's time for them to take a break because mm. it doesn't always fit into a schedule. <laughs> you know yeah. what? The creativity and the beauty that all of these people bring um, is is immeasurable in the fact that there's so much beauty and love and, and sharing going on with ideas and the difference. Again, I, I'm you know, I've been trained in nursing and I've, I've done that for years. Mm-hmm. You were trained in birthing. You've done that for years and massage. And, you know, there's so many working pieces and parts to our, our entire Sangha, which is our Tantra family group, by the way, guys, that there's, there's just so many different things going on and everybody's doing something incredible regardless of whether they think it's incredible, once you start (laughs) taking that thought of turning your day into something better just by setting your mind to that, Mm -hmm. I think is a huge factor in how we could help other moms feel better about not knowing what the hell to do or where to go Mm -hmm. or any of those things and still wearing the hat of, yeah, I am a mom. I got the mom hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a job, so I have a nurse hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am a wife, so I got to do laundry and shit. Mm-hmm. And no, I, I take it back. My husband always does the laundry. <laughs> we take that back. But you know what I mean? In general, um, <laughs> I have a great husband. No lie. Anyway, um, just surrounding yourself with people who are able to pull that goodness out of you and Mm. to help you to maintain that and also give you space when you need it, because sometimes you do, sometimes you can't answer the phone and and take over the problems of everybody, Mm -hmm. which I had in the past tried to do a lot. Mm -hmm. And thanks to all of my super awesome friends, I've decided that that's not good for me so much anymore. And I'm really taking better care of myself. I'm taking back not as much as sunshine I'm not a mermaid but you know I'm really relaxing time which I couldn't have done before I think if I were running kids here and there but we have to stop as moms we have to Mm -hmm. stop making ourselves have these deadlines or these these fake necessities to get things done because they are just that they're fake you put them in your own mind I don't have to record podcasts if I don't want to nobody knows when they're supposed to come out but (laughs) (laughs) 
But if in your mind you're like, okay, I have a deadline, I want to meet that deadline, then that's fine. If you're a person that works well under that that situation, mm-hmm. I just happen to be at the point in my life where I am ready to educate because I've had some great education and I feel like it needs to be shared. And also I love talking, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. This is very true. And I would love to add on to what you're saying. Um, I think it's really important when you become a mother that you remember that you are still your own self. Right. So I remember going through all these years, right? 15 years, I was either breastfeeding, pregnant, or carrying a child. And um, I didn't hear my name. (laughs) Right. Because you're somebody. I heard mom. Yeah. Yeah. I heard mom for a really long time. And that in itself is is detrimental, right? And so so I remember like, I I had no clue who I was or what I was doing. Mm And so that slowed down my process. But here's the thing. I know that I had five kids <laughs> and right. that it was going to take me a little bit more time than other people. And so that's okay. Right. Right. For me, like I was, I was a doula and, and I was spending too much time at the hospital and the kids were like, uh-uh, I don't like that. And I was like, all right, gotcha. I'm just going to teach it then. Right. Like that was because then I'm not gone for three days at a time. Right. It's a good compromise. Right. That was a good compromise. It still allows me to do what I wanted to do, but I'm still here with the kids in case they need me. So learning to make these adjustments and going slowly and not to judge yourself. And so like me being a midwife when I'm 50 has been a dream of mine for like 15 years. Right. And so I just kept slowly like, oh, one day I'm going to do it. Like, (laughs) But even like getting my degree in psychology, like I did that pregnant and I did that nursing child, like it was slow. I did it slow. I took the slow, slow route, but I still did it and I'm still accomplishing and I still feel good about myself. Right. Yeah. So breathing. Right. It's important to me to still have my own identity. I love your identity. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> honestly if you don't have tantrika friends i'm gonna highly suggest that you find some and really really immerse yourself into getting you know do better for yourself always try to do better for yourself i'm the same way as sunshine i started as a nurse aide in high school i went to lpn school i went i you know finally got my associate degree then my bachelor's degree and then my master's degree and one day perhaps maybe i'll get my dnp i don't know mm-hmm. is the money there mm, i don't know i like to teach but also i'm a clinical type person too i like i like hands-on i'm hands-on educator so mm-hmm. Sunshine, it yeah. has been amazing having you here with me, oh, but I want to make sure that we are covering everything that you want to put out as a mom, as a doula, as mm. a, you're going to be a baby puller one day. <laughs> I love oh, it. <laughs> in the ER, we call people that work in OB baby pullers, and I apologize if that's offensive to anybody. It's an inside joke. Terrible. I know it's terrible. I am a creationist, right? Because I go from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, boy meets girl. No. <laughs> boy likes girl. Girl likes boy. 
maybe not, maybe it's all lust. And then there's like this, mm, yay. And it's like really yummy, juicy. <laughs> and then she's pregnant and then we go, oh, and then I can also teach you how to deliver really nicely. And so I've made this nice full circle. I love it. And what did I want to leave you guys with? I wanted to leave you guys with, um, don't fuck through life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what does that mean? Right? What like it, mean? it means starting to take, be aware, mm -hmm. make choices, mm -hmm. be confident in your choices <laughs> Sometimes. and learn to receive pleasure. Exactly. And, and don't just fuck through it. Don't just fuck through it. Open up. Open up. <laughs> <laughs> or don't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I'm so happy that you have that ability to do the entire life cycle with people, That's get them amazing. into Tantra, have them have some babies. I personally just hook people up a lot because I'm really good at matchmaking. And by the way, so just so you know, it's the one year, one year anniversary of my really good friends, Amanda and David Little, and Aww. their baby will be coming soon. Aww. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> And for all those folks out there that really do know me, and if I've been a part of getting you and your significant other together and you have children now, I claim those children as mine, just so you know. <laughs> no, I'm not like that. But I just think it's great. I think what you're doing is bringing happiness and joy into not just being that person who helps deliver babies or that person that teaches Tantra, but you're also a badass mom. You're a badass businesswoman. Hmm. Got your shit together, and even on days when you don't have your shit together, you can still look it's out. Still and together. It's still together, girl. So I really appreciate you being here and sharing all that with me, Sunshine. If you would please go ahead and give them a nice, lovely social media shout out, so that everybody knows where to find you if they want to get, you know, tantricked up. <laughs> or deliver a baby or any of those cool things. Sun Sunshine has amazing stuff. Go ahead, Sunshine. Um, where can you find me? You can find me at sunshineryan.com or you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Sunshine Ryan Tantra. Or you can just telepathically send me. <laughs> Let me tell you. And again, I am Pauline. This is Buried Pleasures. And you can find us at buriedpleasures.com. Or you can find me at Pleasure Pathways on Instagram, Facebook, Buried Pleasures on Twitter. You guys, thanks so much, Sunshine. Always a pleasure. Always. Love you, girl. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you. guys. Have a great night. When it rains, it pours. Water's up to my chin. Won't I fight it to the very end. Many men try to reach it.